most company how's it hanging how's it happening because you guys know this is kevin from the chord progression podcast hey everybody it is you know the middle of april already i believe it's the shoot i should probably check the day on this before i mess it up it is the 19th and today's podcast is one that will likely make you wonder Man, why can't I have a conversation like those guys do? Before I get started, I want to thank our sponsors first, Phoenix Fitness. Yeah, you know, we're about to get to summertime, yo. So you want to make sure you're a vegan muffin fit or you want to, you know, just want to hit those fitness goals, whatever it might be. Or if you're like me, you want to, you know, basically retain the, you know, status of like the crazy guy in the mosh fit that never, ever jumps out. Because why the hell would you? So I'm always in the gym going nuts, working out, lifting cardio. Y'all get to be like Arnold. But I also want to make sure, you know, when it comes to my body, like I recover right, I prepare right so that when it comes down to it, I achieve those fitness goals. And Phoenix Fitness helps me out with that with many different, you know, something to help you achieve those goals, such as different, you know, pre-workouts while stim and stim free to, you know, help you out with your, you know, get the energy, get the pump going. I use the stim free stuff because my God, I'm doing this promo at like, or intro, I say at 11.32 PM and I'm going to energize all hell. I don't need the extra energy. They also have different beast of the recovery compounds to help you absorb the nutrients and help your muscles regain those nutrients you know, right after your workout, different creatines, help build muscle, different proteins, AM, PM, direct after workout, collagen protein, uh, plant-based protein to, you know, help rebuild those muscles. Multivitamins, literally anything you need to help achieve those fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners get 15, count it, 1-5% use code M-S-O-T-D at checkout fxfit.com, Phoenix Fitness. Our second sponsor is Custom Debuts. Now, what does Custom Debuts do? Well, they create these cool custom posts for anything in music. So I'm going to take, you know, let's say I want a custom poster based off of, the Nowhere Generation album by Rise Against. Or because I'm wearing a Community of the Curse shirt from Ice Nine Kills, say I want a poster based off of Community of the Curse by Ice Nine Kills, the song. And you know what? Tell that to Custom Debuts, and they will come with a custom poster for you. In 48 hours, they will send you a proof of a concept, and if you don't like the concept, what you can do is say, hey, this is the change I want made, and they'll make those changes for you. And once you're satisfied, you can have that sent to you on you know standard post paper as a canvas print or as an aluminum freaking sign. Like, who doesn't want to live for Who's going to be the coolest cat in the dorm room, in the garage, in the office, in your house? Where else did you put it? Literally anywhere. Who wouldn't want something like that? So, our listeners get 10% of the code CPP10 at checkout at Cousin Muse website. I think Cousin Muse links in the description of the podcast. Now, it's time for our feature presentation. And after our episode with Cheer Up Dusty, this guy named Brandon Richie reached out to us asking to do a podcast with us, listen to a song called If There's a God, their brand new one. And I'm like, I'm playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater all over again, baby. So we have Brandon on the podcast right now. And this conversation goes so many different directions. It is literally like if the two of us got together, decided, hey, you're going to smoke a bowl. I'm going to drink some beer. and We're just going to shoot the shit and see what happens. This is basically what happened here. It's one hell of a podcast, one hell of a conversation, just for you to enjoy, have fun, kick back, relax, and let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. I had this guy reach out to me via email after a podcast of the band Cheer Up Dust. He's like, hey, man, check out this new song, guy. Let's see if we can get a podcast going. So I listened to it. After listening, I'm like, my God, I feel like I'm back, like, you know, playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater as a kid, just having all those great vibes coming back. The brand new song this band has out is called If There's a God. Go check it out right now. Or I should say, not right now. After this podcast, check it out. So please welcome Brandon Ritchie from the band Brandon Ritchie. Yes, that is correct. So Brandon, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on, man. How's everything going in your world? You know, as we're you know 
in the second quarter of 2022 already. It's going good, man. You know, just uh, playing music, working hard, and trying to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, is, that, is that all we can do at this moment right now? I mean, we went through the pandemic. We saw everything that could be taken away from us. Like, just let's go after what the fuck we want to go after and just do our best to chase our dreams because when it's taken away from us, we were reflecting all the good times. We don't want to reflect on the times that we should have had or like, you remember that shit, that bro? Stuff. Like, I barely remember like the first stages of the pandemic, dude. That stocked, man. It was like such a blur. I just held up in my house for like a year. I had to move back in with my parents. That was crazy. It sucked. It I'd say, did you just do that just to save a good amount of money so that you could keep, you know, working on music and everything around that? Kind of, not really. I, I kind of got kicked out of my. I was living in Fishtown and. Long story short, I got kicked out of my house because I was working in New York City and the person I was living with didn't really want me to be working and doing that. So I had to kind of leave and go back with my parents, which, you know, bless them for taking me in. But you know how that can go. Oh, I'm well aware how that can go as well. (laughs) I mean, even like with the full time job I have right now. Uh, I got to get out of the house at some point, just even though working from home. So I'll usually go over by my parents. I was like, hey, just want to come to hang out, work for a little bit. Just just don't mind me. So it's like I understand some of that, you know, situation. However, I mean, it did. It was a situation that, you know, for you to you ah, for you to do the best the thing that you wanted to do. I mean, if that's going to be the way you got to go about it, take that chance. Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, I still remember like the early stage of the pandemic. It was like, okay, what the fuck is going on? But during that period of time, all I was thinking about was even instead of like, you know, you know, instead of thinking about what could have been or what should have been, I'm like, okay, now this is the point in time we're in. What can I do for myself to make this, you know, at least some kind of productive time? Like every single band is on the shelf right now. How are they going to promote their shit? Yay. How's everyone (laughs) doing? Exactly. No, dude, we were, I was in a, I was in another band called the Robinsons and we didn't even, we didn't survive the pandemic. We, uh, like, I don't think it was the, it wasn't the pandemic that dissolved us, but it was, you know, it wasn't great. We were like, fuck, how are we going to play? And then we did like a live stream or two that sucked. It was just, it was weird, man. But I'm, I'm happy everything's back to like somewhat what it was. It's almost back. We're back. I mean, we take a look at things that are going on right now. It's just, you know, concerts are, you know, back full swing. I mean, people are packing in. There's just massive capacity venues. Festivals are, we're rolling in 2021 in the second half. And all of a sudden, you know, there's so many festivals that are already scheduled for 2022. So, I mean, when it comes to the whole entire music side of it, it seems like everything is pretty much back and ready to roll. Plus, we're also seeing a lot of bands coming over, you know, Bands coming over from Europe. I mean, I'm like, yeah. but we're shooting this. I'm right about to go and see uh, Polaris in a couple of days. So it's like, okay, now Australia bands are coming back. So we're starting to get some of that back as well fully. Get back to that sense of, you know, normalcy that we had prior to the pandemic. So when it comes to, you know, from your perspective, playing live shows, going out there and doing what you want to do in order to get to the point where you want to be as a musician, as a person, fully what you want to do, it's that pandemic restriction is really starting to wane to the point where it is no longer an obstacle. Oh yeah. We're, we can, we're back playing shows. People are booking. It's, it's great. I've, I've actually, 
I I feel like I need it. You know what I mean? I I need to be doing that. And like that whole year and a half, I was just like eating, drinking. It was like you know, gained like thirty pounds, bro. It was awesome. <laughs> I lost it, a eh? but fucking got weird for a second. There was a, I mean, that happened to a lot of people. I kind of looked at that mentality. I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't want to just like sit around and do nothing. So all of a sudden, I was like, go to, go to work. All of a sudden, after work, I'm like, okay, I gotta run like seven miles. Otherwise, I'm gonna just go stir crazy, like Dude. sit in the house doing nothing. But I totally understand what you're talking about. You know, coming. We from were, t- we were taking walks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, come on, man. It's crazy. Take, just taking little strolls around the neighborhood and it's like, oh, hey, neighbor, I'm saying hi to you, but, you know, you're like 20 feet away and you won't come any closer to me. So we're just going to have to wave at each it other. It was really so awkwardly. weird. I never thought I would ever interact with people like that. Like, I'm a pretty face up guy. I don't know. I like, you know, I, hey, how you doing? I, I like to talk to people. But like, I, I, I was nervous for a while, I, you know, like elbows bro now i'm shaking hands again i guess yeah i can i can see where you're coming from as well because i kind of experienced the same thing i mean it was weird not being able to actually like you know have people like oh you know we're gonna stay away from her just like having to like talk to my family and having to talk to him like over a zoom call it's just like well can i go over and see you guys it's not like you know it's not like this is like you know we, we haven't seen each other in a while so you know we're family. Who really cares? And all of a sudden, Mother's Day 2020 rolled around, and we were all like, you know what? Screw this. So we all just got together and said, yeah. fuck it, whatever. Yeah, we we ended up having, like, a, I think we had, like, a bunch of people over for the, thank. I think it was Thanksgiving. I don't remember what holiday it was when COVID was getting real hectic. That ever, I think it, I think it was yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. And we had everybody over. Obviously, nobody got fucking COVID, but, like... <sighs> It was weird, man. Fuck COVID. We're over that shit, dude. Let's yeah. Let's stop. <laughs> well, let's stop. But, th- but there's one thing I do want to ask you about that that you did mention there, so we can transition out of that into something a little bit more positive. Where you said, you know, after a year and a half of not, you know, being able to play shows and really like get together and really have something like that, now that it's back, it's you see the appreciation for it, you feel the need for it. So why, in your mind, do you feel like that this is finally, like, you know, you understand how much music and performing and live music has an importance for you? Well, I I kind of noticed that I have an I I can work I work and I like to work like I have a job obviously music doesn't pay the fucking bills yet but uh, you know I like to work and I never thought that not playing music would impact me like I always played music. I played music during the pandemic. I was like writing songs in my basement and stuff and my band would come over. It's not like I didn't see my band. Like, you know, we weren't being pussies about it. We were kind of, we were hanging out with each other, but like, yeah. Um, but like, I didn't think that not playing shows and stuff like that would have a real impact on me. But like, you know, I, I got fat. I was drinking a lot. It was like weird. I was like a fucking, it's like a DJ just sitting in my room and like watching movies all day. Not wor- I was working, but like not working. We went to work for like a week, then stopped and then went back. It was like insane. I was like, this is so weird. And then coming back into it, like we haven't played many shows as the Brandon Ritchie band, but we uh, we've played a couple 
like maybe five or something like that since like last April or whatever, whenever shows and stuff started coming back and stuff. But, uh, it may, it truly just makes me happy. I'm an attention whore, man. Like whenever I'm on stage, like I just love it. Like when people are jamming and we're having a good time, it's fun. It's great. It's the best. It gives me something to look forward to, not re- rather than just go to work, go home, drink beer, watch movies, you know. The, oh, yeah, totally understandable. I felt the same way without live shows. I mean, I'm just sitting here just like I I'm enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking as many artists as possible. But there's just this positive difference that comes forward, this positive energy when you're at a live show, when you're in the crowd, especially on my, when you're in the crowd, when you're in that pit and you're throwing people around left and right, yeah. or you're getting knocked from the side and all of a sudden it's just like, you get knocked down and there's 10 people coming to pick your ass right back up so you can keep going. There's and you just- need, you need that social interaction, dude. Like you're like, I only was hanging out with like two guys three guys like the same guys have been hanging out with since high school it's not like it's not like we have normal interactions like we're like weirdos together but like (laughs) you know you gotta have that interactions like for a year and a half i didn't like go out and see anyone i didn't i don't know like you have to relearn how to talk to people if like you didn't have like a strong constitution like you or i you know that could really affect you could really be weird Oh, it absolutely can. When you don't have something like that, your brain starts to get this comfort level in, you know, basically in the repetition, the routine. And when you're not constantly exposed to that, it becomes more awkward. It becomes a little bit more just worrisome. So I can see where you're coming from where, you know, after a year and a half of, you know, hanging out like the same three guys, all of a sudden being put back out in that situation where it might be weird. However, it doesn't seem like it was necessarily all that weird for you because, I mean, we've known each other for, what, 15 minutes at this point? And it seems pretty normal, like just a a conversation between two people. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're back. We're back to it. But like for something like for kids, dude, like high schoolers, my brother was a freshman when all this started happening. He lost his freshman year of high school. Gone. Did it all at home. Lost his second year of high school. Didn't have any of those dances. Didn't get to talk to girls. Didn't get to fucking play a sport if he wanted to you know what i mean like it sucks dude like like that might have hurt him you know what i mean oh absolutely might not have that like those two years were serious years for him yeah and you never know exactly what would have formed or like what he could have learned from those two years like you were saying never had the chance to go to those school dances so you never had that that type of interaction between you someone that you you know are interested in a group of friends whatever it might be or just the awkwardness of the some of the things that happened in high school where it's you remember those things like holy shit i can't believe that that happened but when you ha- look back at that, it's like it is a piece of time that, or like a moment in time that really forms you as a person. Hell, I had a teacher throw a chair at me once and I still remember it. And it helped form me as a person as a, to remember restraint is like, okay, I had a chair thrown at me. What's my next move? And it's just like, you know what? Do nothing. Just kind of let it go. Just see what happens. And everything was fine. Exactly. You got to learn. Like it's, it's the social cues. It's all, it's the whole thing. It's, that was shitty. I do. We got to move on. Fuck COVID. That shit yeah, sucks. Okay. Okay. We got yeah, to move on. So how about this? Because you said you played five live shows and you said you're an attention whore being back up on stage. I mean, 
what's what's the energy like from a show from the brand Richie Band? Because just again, listening to if there's a God, I'm just thinking. You know what? I'm expecting to go to a show. I'm expecting a lot of high energy. I'm expecting a lot of craziness. I'm expecting to be a nice, you know, good-sized pit right in the middle of it with some crazy guy wearing a Milwaukee Brewers hat saying in the middle of it going, come on! That guy being me. Where Where are you from? Milwaukee. Cool. You live in Milwaukee? Yeah. I was just in Milwaukee not too long ago. <laughs> and it's fucking cool there, dude. I like it there a lot. But your question... Um, our shows, our shows are pretty cool. We, yeah, I think we, uh, a lot of our, I don't know if you've listened to our catalog, but we have some dancey songs. We have some like classic punk songs. We have pop punk songs. I don't know. We, I would like to say we're genreless, but that's probably not true. Um, you know, we're, uh, it's fun. We, we like to talk to the crowd. Brian's really good at guitar. He's, you know, he's, he's an older dude and we like to make fun of him for it. And, uh, he, uh, I don't know. We just like to have fun on stage. It's cool. Shane, Shane, the bassist, he's really good. And we just got our new drummer, Adam Bagler. Um, and he's fucking sweet. So we've been honing our sound and getting tight. And I feel like we're just getting better and better every time we play. That's fantastic here, and especially the fact that you guys are going to have fun on stage. That's going to drive a lot of the crowd interaction as well. I've seen bands that have gone up on stage that, yeah, they, they play tight, they play really well, but I've seen them just be super just stagnant up there with just, they're going to play well, but there's going to be no interaction with the crowd. I'm just kind of sitting there thinking, well, what the hell? Like, where is anything with that? If you get that interaction going with the crowd, if you get people engaged and you bring the energy at the same time as well, while creating just this full-on positive experience that people are going to remember, what's going to happen is, is, you know, go a couple of years down the line when you guys are much, much bigger, which at least we hope we, you are because, well, you never know what life's going to bring. I mean, we never know. We saw what happened. Bat. Off of that again. One off day. Of that again. One day. <laughs> One day. What you'll see is you'll see people come back just to the band and just to see them perform live. See you guys perform live solely for the fact that they had such a positive experience seeing you live that they're going to want to have that again. They're going to want to feel that positivity once again and that happiness they felt from the first time they saw you. That's what we want, man. Like, you know, just having a good time. We If, if I'm not having fun, there's literally no point of being there. So that's really all I can say. And especially, that, you know what I mean? Like it's, and especially being on the on stage, being the be in the front of the band as well, you're gonna drive a lot of that as well. So if you're gonna be the one that brings it, all of a sudden the rest of the band's gonna feel that energy. They're gonna bring it. The crowd's gonna feed off of that. They're gonna bring it. It's to the point where all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're gonna have crowd surfers and uh, and giant pool floaties coming at you on stage. If we can get them to come to the shows, yeah, that'd be great. Well, that's gonna just take some time, man. I mean, you said you've played what five shows. Yeah. You're not going to have, like, and just be honest. You know what, man? The- People are coming. I mean, hey, I, I've consistently had better shows than I've been playing in the last eight years. In the last five shows. So See, it's now, been good. It's fun. That's good to hear. That's freaking improvement right there. But basically what I was saying is you're not going to expect, you know, to play, you know, 1,000, 2,000 cap venues for yeah. your first show. Of course. Of course. We want to. But, you know. Of course, it, you can't, yeah, it's it's a build. You gotta it, you gotta work for it. 
in due time, in due time. And with exactly. you saying that you kind of like want to be, you know, genreless as well. I did take a look and listen to some of your uh, rest of your catalog as well. And there definitely does have a little bit of a pattern there, but you guys don't just stick with like one full on sound. Like, you know, take a listen. If there's a God, like there's definitely just this faster paced skate punk kind of sound to her. Yeah. There's other songs that you have there that do have a more classic pop, like punk sound to it. There's some more pop punks. There's some more dance stuff to it. And yeah, it does still have something to like some kind of energy at its core. But as you continue to write music, as you continue to work, as you continue to gel as a band, you're going to find that, you know, you're just going to want to write whatever the fuck you're going to want to write. And whatever exactly. happens, happens. And you're going to end up becoming one of those bands kind of like, let's say, use Bring Me the Horizon where, you know, you're not going to get the same thing ever, any and again. You're going to get that thing once and then it's going to be a new thing the next time. You know, I never really listened to Bring Me the Horizon until they st- like until their newer stuff started appearing in in my line of sight. And I was not, I what what would you call them? Like metalcore? What well, it's kind of it's kind of tough to really pin them down because <laughs> They've gone through such a different change over the course of time where, I mean, you take a look at, you know, count your blessings and that's just straight death core. Then all of a sudden as you go through like suicide seasons, get a little bit more further in, then you start to get that blend between death core and metalcore. You get to separaternal and it's like, okay, that is metalcore through and through. Also, you get to that's the spirit. And it's like now you're getting more of that like stadium rock kind of sound. You go to Amo, which has more of this alternative emo pop kind of feel. Then you go to their uh, EP post human survival horror, and it's just all over the freaking place. You're getting something from everywhere. It's just like, huh? So I really don't know what you. I just kind of call them Bring Me the Horizon because you, they've gotten to a point I, where you can't put them in a genre at all. They're pop stars, dude, which I think is the ultimate win when you're like for any rock band or sub genre, like sub culture band. You know, that's the goal, right? Is not the goal. The goal is to have fun, but like, that's the. Let's become pop stars. Yeah, in a, in a way, think about it. I mean, take a look back when uh, when rock and metal was like the most popular genre back in, in like the 70s. I'll use the 80s specifically with hair metal yeah. because how popular was that when you had, you know, the, the rock stars, they were like pop stars because of just how they're like their performance, their their mood, everything. I mean, Motley Crue is one of the perfect examples of it, which yeah. is the crazy shit they did. Van Halen with David Lee Roth. I mean, pop star through and through right there. Uh, totally. Freddie Mercury and Queen. Come on. Like, yeah. perfect yeah. examples right there. And they're, and they like, well, obviously they sold out, but like, and they didn't like really even sell out. They like kept their roots, but like became fucking icons, dude. Yeah. That's, and- the, that's the goal. I and guess. people still remember and people still talk about them. They still have cultural significance or cultural significance to this day. Again, with Motley Crue, they're, they're you're going back out on the road once again after they said they yeah. were never going to play again after 2015. They'll and be they, playing forever. They'll oh, be playing yeah. until they're 85. The, I'll put, they'll be playing. They'll be playing until Mick Mars can't actually, you know, physically exactly, perform. Yeah. But I mean, they had the whole entire, you know, the dirt movie on Netflix and that reignited everything, but it had a lot of the lore behind it. You talk about Van Halen and that, you know, even though Eddie passed in 2020, people still have this significance to Van Halen. And now Wolfgang is off doing Mammoth WVH and it's getting to be incredibly popular. Go to Queen. We had the freaking Freddie Mercury biopic and Queen still yeah. popped up every step of the way just because of how unique they were. And Did you like that pop- movie? I liked it at points. There were some points I was just kind of like, Eh, but I didn't like that movie. That I, I, it was like, it felt like 
Fred, like they became, they were queen, and then all of a sudden they were huge. Like that's what it felt like. Like it all happened that. so quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't when it, it was a much more slower build then. But then again, when it comes to a biopic, it's like take a look. You know, Motley or the Motley Crew one. It seemed like you know they became. It's like okay, now they're they're a band. All of a sudden, they're going to play a couple. They're going to be playing like local shows for like a year, and all of a sudden, now they're on tour with Ozzy, and they're huge. It's like no, yeah. it's going to take a lot more time to get up to that freaking point. But I guess that wouldn't make for a good story, would it? Nah, nah. You don't want to go through all the uh, like the trudges of just like grow, like the growing pain years. It's like there's gonna be some stuff you want to put in there, but not all of it. You're gonna want to get to the stuff that people are gonna be like, "Holy shit, that happened!" To the stuff that they you know have some sort of recognition of. Like my dad always says, "Don't let the truth get in the way of a good story." Oh God, your dad's not the only one to have said that. I've heard that a couple of times before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like even kind of jumping back into that, I mean, you know, take a look at, you know, rock music today and there's really not that many people or many bands that are out there that have that kind of or mentality or the newer ones, I should say, basically ones that have come out since the year like 2000, 2001, 2002 that have been able to rise and get that status of, you know, like a pop star kind of style, similar yeah. to like what Bring Me the Horizon has right now with... I mean, they did a collaboration with Ed Sheeran for crying out loud, and it, and it was went great. Well, it was great. Yeah, they're killing it, dude. They just play. Who did they play with? I think they played with MGK somewhere. I, I know they just. Well, he, Ollie Sykes was featured on one of the uh, tracks that on MGK's second album or the pop punk second pop punk album. But again, it's just adding more to it. Where you know why are you bring why is why is Ollie Sykes going to be featuring on this song? Well, because. It's Ollie fucking Sykes. Did you like the new? Uh, did you like the new Machine Gun Kelly record? I haven't even listened to it, man. I didn't I'm, listen to it yet either. Pretty much, what's happened with music for me over the course of the, this year? It's when it comes to a lot of the major releases, I have really not listened to any of them. Because with the podcast, it's like I'm getting to talk to a lot of you know the up and coming bands, like those mid tier bands right now. So I'm yeah. listening to all of their all their music, all their new albums, so, so I can talk to them about it. And I'm not gonna lie. It's fucking fantastic hearing some yeah. of this stuff. It's insane. Dude, that Cheer Up Dusty single? Yeah. Dude, that shit was crazy. It was crazy. a lot of freaking fun just to listen to that. It just it brought back a lot of those, like, you know, the positive feelings and the positive energy that you felt like, you know, from the you know, mid-2000s pop punk scene. But it did have more of this like updated feel for today. Yeah. So it's like you brought in a lot of that positivity from the past while also keeping it current. Like it was fucking great. Yeah, I loved that. I loved what they did. I loved what they did with that song. Yeah, because even, like, I'm taking a look at a list right now. I have a list above my computer. It's just, like, all the bands. It's, like, okay, bands that I've liked. And it's, like, okay, albums I would consider for album of the year. Like, I've got seven bands up there. Six of them I would consider, you know, those up-and-coming, like, mid-tier bands. Yeah. And it's just insane looking at it. It's, like, god damn. There's so much good music. It's just a little weird right now. It's, It's hard to, like, if you're a... If you're into rock and stuff like that, it's hard to grasp. Well, for a lot of people, I would assume it's it's hard to grasp the direction that it's going because like kids don't like rock and you kind of got to pander to the kids because the kids don't like you. You're not cool. But it's like I feel like for guys specifically around our age, 
it's it's hard to grasp because they're they're like purists. They're like, I want punk rock like Green Day used to be, or like like the, I want Black Flag. Like, why isn't it music like that anymore? And like, I, I kind of fall into that too. I would say fall into that a little bit, especially with some like the stuff that I really liked when I was younger. It's kind of like, oh, why doesn't someone make music like you know? I like. Why doesn't someone make more music like, you know, 2006 Suffer in the Witness from Rise Against? Like, I love that shit. Exactly. Even like Rise Against, their sound has evolved since then. I still love Rise Against, my favorite band of all time. And I still listen to everything they put out because I just absolutely love it. But it's just at the same point, I'm like, why does no one make that? However, at the same point in time, I got to recognize that there's a lot of other things out there right now that are new that people are trying that, you know, might be considered cool. You know, check it out. Give it a chance. See what happens. And it's like I'm taking a look at that list. It's like. You know, I've got metalcore, post-hardcore on that list. I've got I got a band that uses post-hardcore and R&B in there. Then there's pop punk on there as well, just for this top 10 list. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's starting to get all over the place. But just to being able to embrace something that's new just gives it a chance to rise to the top. Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly got fucking number one. He's a number one album. Yeah, and even, like, I look at that, too. I'm like, am I a fan of, like, MGK's pop punk stuff? Not going to lie. I'm not. Just not not for me. However, I always look at it, too, as it's something that if kids are going to all of a sudden get into pop punk and all of a sudden, you know, especially with Ali Sykes being featured on one of those tracks, like, okay, are these kids going to go and check out Bring Me the Horizon? They're going to see the Ed Sheeran collaboration. Then they're going to start to dig deeper into Bring Me the Horizon stuff. They're going to go to Amo. They're going to like what they hear on Amo. All of a sudden, they're going to go to That's the Spirit. It's like, okay, this has more of that, you know, stadium rock kind of vibe. Yeah, I'm getting down it. Then they jump to Sep Eternal, and it's just like, what the actual hell? And they just get into it because... Like bring me the horizon. All of a sudden, they get this metalcore vibe to it, and next thing you know, now they're going to be like me, listening to like Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills, We Came as Romans, and having a freaking blast doing it. That's all you can ask for, am I right? That's that's all you can ask for. I, I gotta ask, like, what do you think about that? Especially with like uh, the rise of popularity with that MGK has had. Do you think it's you know a good thing? Especially just kind of the antics that he's had, especially around the rock and metal scene. How do you see this whole entire thing playing out? Well. I mean, I'm not, uh, I think it's good for, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it's, it's gotta be good. Kids are listening. Kids are picking up guitars. Kids are listening to stuff like that. You're the best. Thank you so much. My girlfriend brought me water so I didn't have to get up. Nice. What a lovely woman she is. Isn't she? Yes. Very lovely. But, uh, (laughs) <laughs> Bless all women are queens. Um, Machine Gun Kelly and people like that. Um, I think it's good for music, like alternative music, because if it's if it's popular and it's alternative music, that just means guys like us will get elevated a little bit. Yeah, and guys like you will just start to have you know more folks and more light shine on you from. Just the kids pretty much because if they're getting into that they're picking up the guitars they're starting to play they're starting to get into that kind of music and they're starting to really associate with kind of the pop punk culture that is you know current pop punk that stuff that's coming out right now all of a sudden they're going to want to check out some you know maybe some things that are a little bit more local to them maybe they check out some things that they haven't necessarily heard want to be you know like the the cool kids that's like oh you, you you'd like that band well then i know this band that's you know coming up right now you should check them out and just have like some sort of exactly. social clout because I found them first. <laughs> I'm older than you. 
fucking <laughs> I show I show my brother all of my demos and I'm like, what do you think about this? Just because like he's he's 17. And uh you know, I show him all my shit because if he thinks it's cool, there's probably a chance that it might be cool. He usually doesn't think it's cool, but <laughs> you know, you got to try. Understandable. Now, is your brother's like passion music or his style, favorite style of music, you know, something that you really associate with that you really creating or is it further away? No, my brother likes rap mostly. He loves gotcha. that mumble, mumble stuff. Gotcha. Again, whatever floats your boat, everybody, you know, I'm not going to judge. If you like that kind of music, fuck yeah, go for it. There's a lot of people out there that like, you know, jazz that like rap, that like hip hop, yeah. that like pop. Me, Give me punk rock, hard rock, metalcore, and I'm going to have a blast. But you exactly, know what? Yeah. I'm just going to have a lot of fun with that. However, that's actually really smart for you to show those demos to your brother <laughs> as well because you are going to get that take from someone in a younger audience that necessarily doesn't really care for the sound music that you necessarily are right working with. So if all of a sudden if you're working on something and you know he's listening to it and all of a sudden it catches his ear and it brings more attention to him like for your band, it's like, okay, now I've got something here where – I can kind of start to reverse engineer this, figure out why, why this is working and potentially start to understand why and maybe, you know, start formulating some music to make it the way that you want to make it, but also work in a way to hit on some of those aspects that's going to really hit at a younger audience that all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're going to be playing these shows and you're going to have a bunch of, you know, kids between the ages of 16 and 24 showing up at your shows ready to go fucking nuts. Exactly. It's the, I look at my Spotify I look at my Spotify charts every now and again, and uh, it's like all, it's like all dudes, like eighty nine percent men, all above twenty five. So you got to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> you got to get the kids in there. Understandable, and that's not just coming from just you know on our perspective. That's coming also from the business perspective as well. You're just understanding that it's you know you want to make this work. It's got to be you know on your artist passion. You're going to want to make the music. You're going to want to make. But you're also going to want to find a way to hit the audience that you want to hit with your music as well. You're understanding both ends of this business. I guess, man. Like, I, I do just want to write to make myself happy. But I also, I guess I'm realistic. But I guess I'm not because I want to try to do music for a living. But, uh, you know, I want to write things that is appealing to everybody else got to if you want to do something with this i guess yeah or kind of like you know maybe like half and half it where you know say you come out with like an ep or something say a six song ep and all of a sudden maybe four of those songs are songs that you just more you know you're passionate about this is what you want to write just go full out for it and then one of those songs might be you know still what you want to write with but it has different aspects put in there that are going to be geared toward a younger audience for the hopes of, you know, you put some out that has this real catchy hook that's really got some kind of flow that's really popular currently. All of a sudden, that little bit of a song, that little piece of that song gets put on TikTok and all of a sudden it becomes a very viral TikTok moment right there. And even if people are going to really focus on that song, it brings more attention to the band. It brings more attention to the whole entire catalog. And even if people, you know, are going to come out and see those shows and they really want to hear that one song, they're going to come to see that one song, but they're going to stay to hear everything else, especially if you keep that song for the last one. Are you on TikTok? Uh, Yeah, and I'm not very good at it with the podcast stuff yet. Yet. That's the yet. key. Do you post your podcasts on t- like snips of your podcast? 
Oh yeah, anything that I find anything I think that would be interesting or funny to get a reaction out of people, I usually go with that. And I do it on like YouTube Shorts and like uh, the Instagram Reels as well. So like the doing the stuff for the when we were hungry fest that started to get some pretty good traction just based off the fact that you know it's a ridiculous really, meme that me, turned me really into funny. dreams turn into a whole entire festival. Yeah, I wanted that on there. <laughs> that that when you told me about that, that was pretty funny. Wait, did were you, were we talking about that on the podcast, or were we talking about that off the podcast? Well, we we started out with that before we even hit the record button. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That was really funny. Fucking, I want to try to get on some summer festivals really bad. That's like that's like my dream at the moment. Just playing some summer fests. So, like, what festivals are you kind of looking towards right now? Um, I really wanted to get on Camp Punksylvania. Didn't get that one, which was kind of a bite in the ass, but um. I don't know, just anything, <laughs> literally anything, whatever you got, give it to me. As long as it's outside and during the summer and I don't have to wear clothing. <laughs> okay. Are you going to go up on stage? Just, you know, full red hot chili peppers with just a sock on and that's it. I might, bro. You never know. Never you know. Nev- you never know. Plus it's a festival setting, you know, shit happens all the time. Shit happens, dude. Sometimes you get dirty. So oh, you gotta go naked, you know. Oh, I'm 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 well aware of the whole entire getting dirty <laughs> thing after what I went through in September. <laughs> where, where were you? Blue Ridge Rock Fest. Was it fun? Did it rain? Um, it was, it it was a very interesting experience. Uh, I'll put where it this was way: it? it was uh in Danville, Virginia. Okay. I'll put it I'll put it this way: the reason the festival was a massive success was because the fans were looking out for each other. The fans were made, made those shows a blast, and the bands kept playing and kept playing incredibly well. Everything else that happened around with the organization of the festival around that time, uh, yeah. yeah. That it was not good. What was so bad about it? Um, they were very disorganized to the point where, so like even with me and my friends, we were supposed to be we were supposed to have on-site camping. We got there on Wednesday. Festival was supposed to start on Thursday. We were three cars from the front, and they told us that we weren't allowed in because they weren't allowing any more campers for the rest of the day. We were waiting in line for like three hours at this point because it's one access road off a major highway. So it was like, uh, what are we supposed to do? You can go anywhere, but you can't stay here. I'm like, well, fuck. So we end up. Like, I guess you paid for camping, right? Yeah, we paid for camping, and then we got there on the like the on Thursday, like to try again. <laughs> All of a sudden, we found out that they had closed camping off for all on-site campers, and we're like, "But we have an on-site pass, so we we're trying to figure out what to do." We ended up parking in the day, like the the day parking lot, and camping there. And all of a sudden, you know, I think maybe like two thousand other people, you know, got the same idea that we did. Cool. So it was, we basically created like kangaroo camp. Nice. And uh, no showers. Uh, we didn't have any like porta potties by us until Saturday. Um, wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was uh, uh, even on, on the on-site camping area. Well, th- kind of thankfully we weren't put in there, too, because one of the septic tanks blew. Oh. It was above ground, and it got shit out uh, Literally. That's disgusting. That's horrible. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you're going to go back th- this year? I'm like, oh. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I'm gonna go to Rockville instead, and then my friends tell me. Did you go ride. to Rockville? I'm going this year. Yeah, I went last year. It was fun, man. Rockville's cool. Daytona what? Speedway. I'm looking for man. I haven't been down to Daytona since 2019 for the race, so I'm just like, I get to go back down. Yeah. Race hell, praise Dale. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> boy? 
Say, speaking of which, just because like kind of kind of bring this back a little bit more like the live show perspective on your end, also because you're at Rockville, and I I know this band played at Rockville. So did you have a chance to check out the band Avoid at Rockville? No, I didn't. I showed up late every night and mostly got to see the headliners. Gotcha. I was gonna say if you got a chance to see them, like when it comes to, like bringing energy on stage, and it's like you know you're talking about wanting to bring that energy, wanting to bring that positivity. If you're looking for a band to kind of like, you know, maybe start to like potentially try to reverse engineer, look at the band Avoid. Avoid? Hold on, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Uh, they, I'll put it this way. They're just absolutely fucking nuts. They're also big NASCAR fans, too. They sponsored a uh, nation, or is it, yeah, na- Nationwide Series car last year. Or is it the Bush Series anymore? I don't remember what they called. The That's cool. Xfinity Series, yeah. They, they sponsored a freaking car. And now it's like they, they're on tour with, uh, or they're on tour like, late February, March, April with uh, Fit for a King. They're the opener, and they control the whole entire crowd as the opener. That's hard to follow, dude. It is hard to follow. I got a funny set. There's this band called, I think they were called, like, no, they are called Like Machines. Gonna look this up so I don't fuck them up. Hold on. Like Machines. They were cool. So we 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 were playing this bar in Orlando called... Oh, yeah, they are called Like Machines. Okay. Um, we were playing this bar in Orlando, my favorite bar probably in the world, uh, Uncle Lou's Entertainment Hall. Um, we were playing this show. This band from Atlanta hits us up the morning of. They were like, hey, dude, our show in Orlando got canceled. Can you put us on this show? I was like, okay. I, I didn't listen to them. We were having a hectic day. We were just whatever. So I was like, yeah, I guess you guys can open, whatever. And they come to, they, they, they pull up, they got these crazy amps. They, they have like a whole van and shit They're They look pretty established and they look like showmen. These guys were cool. Um, and they just start ripping, bro. Like ripping, like beyond belief ripping. And they're like a hard, they're like a hard rock band, but not like hardcore. They're just like rock. It's, it was cool. And uh, they were before us and we're just like, we were just some new punk band, you know, not that great, just playing our shit and they fucking, and we followed them up and like, people were just like, not about it at all. They should have fucking headlined that show, but I didn't know who they were. And they were like, I guess I was big shotting them or whatever. I was like, yeah, you guys could open. And they fucking, that was a big mistake. That was a big fucking mistake. They were great though. Okay. Question for you around that. When did this happen? Uh, 2016 or 17, probably 17. Okay. Cause I was going to say, cause like when you said, you know, they had a show that got canceled. I thought, wait, did this happen in like 2021 or something? No, no, this is a long time ago. This like, cause when you said uncle lose, that's my mind first. I'm like, so I remember when rebel rock got canceled in 2021, there were a lot of bands that were like already down in Orlando. Like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? So they played it. Uncle lose. This is a free, I think you, you've heard was, of uncle lose. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, during for that rebel rock thing, after it got canceled, like the, like the day that it was supposed to start. Uh, I think it was from Ashton to New was like, well, we're going to put on a show somewhere. So they put on a free show at Uncle Lou's. I was Dude, like, no, damn it. No, Lou will take you. If you need to play a show and Lou has the date open, he will take you. And I, it, it might not be the best show you've ever played, but it's, it's cool. It's real divey, real divey. Hey, that's hey. how many bands, every band's played in a divey place at some point in life. I love it. 
It's my favorite. It's my favorite place to get play. I have yet to be, I've yet to play there since since 2018, and uh, I would love to play there again, really soon. Oh man, you gotta get back down there and go do it again. But I mean, probably from watching like machines as well on stage and just seeing you know what they brought, what they what they what they were able to do, you're able to kind of you know t- potentially take some things from that live set, kind of reverse engineer in a way to see how they ended up working with the crowd, how that ended up popping and out putting that in your live set as well and understanding, you know, how to, or basically reverse engineering it, find the concepts and putting it out your own way. Ideally, that would be great. Cause those guys, those guys were ripping and they still rip. I see their videos on uh, Instagram all the time and I, they're so good. We, we had a couple run-ins with some really good bands. And uh, one time we were playing in Sanford, Florida and uh this band they weren't they were called out of out of it at the time and now they're called 408 and they just put out this really cool song called mark hoppus with kellen quinn and magnolia park oh yeah it's it's pretty cool and uh we played we played this summer festival that was a pay-to-play show totally got ripped off and uh we we show up and these they were like kids like at the time they were like i think they were like still in high school and we're we're standing there watching them set up and then all of a sudden like 300 kids just roll in the door and i was like i was like yo this is going to be the best show we've ever fucking played this is going to be sick they play their set rip it up obviously and uh <laughs> after they get off Everybody in the bar, everyone, not one person but my mother was there. Everybody left, dude. So me and my boy, we were just looking at each other on stage, and we were just like, oh, man. And we played a bad set. We were just like, this is the worst fucking thing we've ever done. Well, when all of a sudden you see 300 people in the bar, and it's like, fuck, yeah, this is going to be great. And all of a sudden you go up on stage, and, you know, it's just your mom in the crowd. It's just that energy level is just going to completely drop and to try and put on any kind of show after you experience that kind of drop. It's, it's incredibly difficult. I've seen it, you know, done before, but it's just incredibly difficult to try and pump that back up and to try and bring some energy, especially when you see that kind of a dip. We were fucking defeated, dude. And like, we were talking to them afterwards and we were, they were like, <laughs> we were obviously like pretty, we weren't butthurt about it. Like we were, we were being nice to them. They were cool. They were cool guys, but uh, we were just like, fuck that sucked and they were like yeah sorry about that bro everybody in the crowd was under 21 they had to leave i was like yeah you know it's okay <laughs> that was really uh, funny no that, that's a good that's that's a good story though i mean again it's we talked about it earlier it's you have to go through some of these things and you have to learn from some of these things and all of a sudden those are the moments that build character yeah i've played to i've played to know people even this even the sound guy i played We've had some bad ones, but you know, nothing can hurt me now. <laughs> yeah, it's just you've you've been to the point where you've only played for just the sound guy, and that was it. I mean, you've you've seen how you've seen the lowest of the lows, so exactly. you can only go up from there. You know, you know how it goes. Oh yeah, just that's the best way to put it. Just spark up. You know how it goes, man. Just know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> shit 
Well, how about this? I want to dive a little bit more in the music, specifically if there is a God, because again, that is the brand new single. And first question I want to ask about this, because it was something that definitely piqued my interest when I first was pulling up the song and listening to it. Why is Betty White on the cover art? I mean, dude, who's going to be God? <laughs> Who the fuck's going to be God? You got a better one? Trying to, th- I'm trying to think real quickly. Exactly, it's kind of you hard. can't, you can't, because there's no one better. No, I'm just kidding. She, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was just, uh, I thought it was funny to immortalize Betty White, even though I didn't have to. It was already immortalized. <laughs> Yeah, but just by putting that out there as well, I mean, even from just from a perspective of, because that was the first song I heard from you guys. So even taking a look at the cover, I mean, that's the first thing I saw just looking at it. I mean, even it kind of had me like stepping back a little bit like, wait, they did what? And then looking at it, just like, getting a laugh out of it. And it it, it puts some it puts that positive experience on the song even before I hit the play button. It, I Dude, I, I really enjoyed making that song. It I've been having a really bad writer's block for probably like, five or six months and uh that was the first song that i've wrote recently that has made me feel good so that's cool so why 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 even experience this kind of writer's block if you don't mind me asking i mean if if it's just something that just happened you're just not sure i mean i understand that i got a really nice computer and i uh it's it's i can play games on it and shit so whenever i'm just like Whenever I'm not feeling the song or having a little bit of problems, I just play games. Okay, gotcha. It's that it's that simple. <laughs> hey, it's it's something simple, but at least it's something you recognize right away to the point where it's something, you know, if it's going to be an issue where you had that writer's block, at least you know where the source of the issue is coming from. So you can, you know, potentially next time you start writing something or, you know, af- writing something af- that's after if there's a God, it's like, okay get away from that area just vote right over here yeah. it's like okay now i'm starting to get a block well 20 miles away from my computer so i gotta do something that's fair i had a i had a session today with a guy named pete zen he's a producer out in jersey uh just a songwriting session and we there were no distractions i got in there we fucking killed this song man i i i got some shit on the back burner i'll show you later but fucking I got some shit on the back burner, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Can I get me more excited, man? I mean, especially if you're talking about, you know, writing if there's a guy, if you're incredibly just energized and happy writing it. One thing I always like to do when I listen to these songs is, especially if I'm going to, like, try and talk to an artist about it, I want to go as deep as possible in these songs, especially on my end. So it's like listening to is like, I can understand this and try and figure out a couple of things. So the first thing I was trying to figure out is, when you're writing the song, what was the inspiration behind it? What's the meaning behind the whole entire song? Because... As trying to figure that out, I'm usually pretty good with these things, but I want to ask you, what what's the meaning of if there's a God? Also, so I can see, you know, how close I actually got, because I got it written down on a different screen right here. Okay. All right. Um, I, the meaning behind if there's a God is probably, it's like, you know, sometimes when life's not working out the way you want it to, you, you kind of ask the question, like, why me? You know, you're feeling sorry for yourself a little bit. And you're like, you know, are you even listening, bro? Are you even there? Pretty much, that's pretty much it, yeah. Kind of see what you mean there. As I was going through, I kind of looked at it in a little bit of a different light where it's kind of like, basically, you know, 
in life, no matter what, there's going to be a lot of different things that kind of pull you and test yourself, whether it's, you know, from your family, from your friends, from people that just don't like you for some reason, or literally anyone or anything. They'll try and basically like wear you out and like tear you down and make you feel less than you really are to the point where you're calling out if there's a God because you're wondering at that point. But it's also kind of takes a look at, you know, not giving up on yourself no matter what, because you got to like in life, you know, you got to be your own biggest cheerleader, man. You got to, you got to yeah. be. So even when you're questioning, you know, if there's a God, it's like, you always got to have that one person to rely on. And the best person to rely on is yourself because hell, you're the one that can affect those actions. The, like the quickest, the most efficiently, the best you can affect your own actions, the best. Well, you know what, man, that's why opinions like, you know, it's, that's what the song means to you. And that's, that's the best part about it because once I put it out there, it's not mine anymore. It's it's yours. You, you have to interpret it, whatever it makes you, whatever the song does for you is what the song is. So you're right. You know what I mean? That's what the song means. I would kind of change it a little bit around because I've heard that before where it's like, we put the song out there and it's not yours. It's like mine. No, no, no. When you put the song out there, it's no longer exclusively, exclusively yours. It's ours as a collective. It's ours as a group. It's ours as a family. It's ours as, you know, music lovers, friends, whatever it might be. Because we listen to the song. And Dave Grohl said it best. You play in front of a crowd of 85,000 people, play a song, and people will be singing that all, everyone will be singing that song back to them for 85,000 different reasons. Yep. It's And that and that song still has meaning to, you know, him as well. Like this one, it still has meaning to you. It has meaning to me. The meanings might be a little bit different based off of what we've gone through in life, based off a of personal experience. But that connection is there to the point where we are sharing this sort of experience together. Yeah, it's great. That's the best part about music. It really is. And again, that's why, you know, playing live, like you, you playing live music, you know, someone like myself going to as many shows as possible, experiencing that positivity, experiencing that just the absolute happiness that happens in those moments because of how people are connecting the music together. It's a beautiful thing. And it's something that, ah, oh, man, I love it. Can't help it. Yeah, You love it. It's great. It, it, how's the scene up in Milwaukee? Oh man, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, basically it's what, what I love about, it especially here, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down in two ways. One way is like, you know, we get a lot of the bigger shows. It's, you know, a lot of the bigger tours that come around, a lot of the bands that I want to see. Summerfest, but, bro. That shit was cool. Oh, it's going again this year. I look at the lineup, even like for what I like to go for. I'm like, look, I'm like, they actually did a decent job with like really bringing in a lot more, a lot of different talent from all different, you know, genres. Yeah. But even from like the rock and metal genre, it's again, they focus a lot primar- more primarily on rock. But then I was looking who they got. I'm like, they got Hailstorm coming and they got the Pretty Reckless coming. I'm like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Then I see they're bringing the warning and I'm like, my God, now this is what I'm talking about. And of course, I'm really out that weekend. Milwaukee. I really, really, I didn't like, so I went for a wedding. Okay. Um, my, my girlfriend's cousin was getting married and I had a cushy stay in Milwaukee, but, uh, the, we, we were in Summerfest. We were in this like cool box. We were hanging out, drinking. We were, I just had a great time. Your city's cool, man. So you were, fun. so you were here for Summerfest in 2021. Um, Kind of. Yeah, kind of for a wedding. But we also had tickets for like they the whole thing was everybody's getting tickets for Summerfest. I guess that's how they drag you out to this wedding. OK, but... <laughs> so so when you went to Summerfest, I got to ask, who did you go see? 
Um, I forget. There were a lot of people. Um, who did we see? Ah, shit. I don't. I don't even remember. I'll say everyone. Mostly, everyone. I'll say mostly the the reason I asked. Shaggy. Is because... We saw Shaggy. You saw Shaggy. Our box was right in front of where Shaggy was playing. Okay, because I'm trying to. Th- I know exactly because it could be one of two stages that I'm thinking of right now. So I definitely know what you're talking about. Off towards the wall where the exit wall is. Like you walk in and you immediately take a left. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Because like the reason I asked is like, I just want to be curious. Like, you know, it'd be kind of weird if all of a sudden you were in Milwaukee, you know, randomly for Summerfest and sitting up there, you know, drinking, having a good time. And I would have been literally in the crowd seeing the same band that you were. That's why I had to ask. So you were there last year? I was I was there. I mean, I was there last year for the first weekend for the Friday, Saturday, because on the Friday, uh, they announced that Falling in Reverse was going to be playing on a free stage. I'm like, what the actual fuck? I'm in. And That's then awesome. all of a sudden, it came out like, you know, a couple weeks before that, that Spirit Box was going to be on before them. I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Wait, Falling in Reverse played? Last yeah, Fire Reverse played at Summerfest last year, cool. and Spirit Box opened for him. <laughs> That's cool as shit. It was ridiculous. And then the following day, I'm just like, well, I'm going back in because I don't care what the hell else happens. On one of the bigger free stages, Rise Against is playing, and I am not missing that. <laughs> yeah. No, we saw Rise Against. I, th- I think. Fuck. I'll I say yell, if, I want to yell for my girlfriend to see if she fucking knows who we saw. I'll say if 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 you did see Rise Against the Summerfest in 2021, then we saw the exact same show and didn't even know it. <laughs> you, you never know. Small world, you know? It, that's just fucking awesome. But kind of like to go a little bit more and you know, back to the question when it comes to the Milwaukee scene, it's you get like I'll divide up into two ways. One is, you know, I I absolutely love living here is because when you get like the bigger tours that come around, it's if they're going to show up in Milwaukee, that's fantastic. I mean, they're always going to end up playing, especially, you know, if it's not in the summertime. They're always going to end up playing at the Rave, and I fucking love that venue to death. I've in Milwaukee? There. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know, they've got three. They've got set, multiple different stages there, but they primarily use three. They've got a basement stage that probably caps out at maybe 750 or 1,000 people, maybe. And then they've got a middle tier stage that caps out around maybe one. 1,500. Then they got the ballroom, which can go up to like at least 4,000 if it, or maybe even 5,000 if it needs That's to. That's cool. So I'm like, I love going to all those different venues, all those different stages. But if all of a sudden, you know, those major tours are not going to come around me or come to Milwaukee, maximum two hour drive to get to anywhere. Sometimes they show up in Madison. Oh, that's one hour drive west. If they go to up to Green Bay, okay, now that's a two hour drive up north. No big, not the biggest deal. Or everyone usually goes to Chicago, and it's yeah. not that hard to get down to Chicago from Milwaukee. So I absolutely. That's like an hour, that. isn't it? It's like two hours, hour and a half. Uh, depends on traffic. Usually, what I always do is it takes me like an hour and fifteen to get from my house to park my car when I take the uh, L train in, in the Chicago. Okay. So I park my car for four dollars, and then I take the train one way for three, three dollars back, ten bucks for the whole entire thing. Do you like going to Chicago? I hear they're having some problems over there. I mean, it's, it's, it's Chicago. There's always going to be issues there when it comes to me going down to Chicago. I mean, I've gone down there plenty of times and I usually go down there just for shows any right now. Yeah. And it always depends on the area. Like the last show I was at, like the last one I was at before recording this, I went to the uh, Trinity of territory with ice nine kills, most white black veil brides. And that was at the Aragon barn. I love that venue as well. Plus on the, you know, North started North, uh, North side of the city. So it's a lot shorter for me to get there via the train. And cool. I I like it. I'm gonna be going to see players like Monster Flames at Bottom Lounge, which is more in the downtown area. I've also seen uh, the Bad Omens and uh, Under Oath tour 
down at ra- cool. the radius, which is even further south, which is getting close to like the south side of Chicago, where it's not the best area, but it's basically it's you know it's like any major city. You just got to kind of yeah. keep your hat on a swivel. Trust me, there's no shortage of bad neighborhoods in Philly. I can promise you that. Understandable. And then when it comes to Milwaukee <laughs> as well, like you know, you get like the the smaller, venues, the more local scene. It's I'm not as big of a part of it as I would be, you know, some of the bigger shows because. Pretty much everyone knows me at a bigger show. It's like, okay, there's the guy in the Brewers hat. He's in the pit. We know it's Kevin. We're gonna have a good cool. time. But then it's like, some do you of the go small... to a lot? Are there house shows and stuff? Oh yeah. Do you go to a lot? I don't go to as many as I probably should, just because it's either I'm working or doing stuff. The like, like the last like real like you know more house to show kind of style I went to would have been this is the beginning of March. It was at a small smaller venue called X Ray Arcade, just a bar with like a venue that's probably like the capacity probably got maybe I'd say like maybe. For two, three hundred people at the most. Okay. And it was for the uh, it was for the Belmont tour. It was Belmont Super American. I can't remember who the other two bands were, but I was just like, you know, what? I'm gonna go here because I kind of want to see Belmont play again. Let's have some fun. Yeah. And that show was absolutely ridiculous. So it's you know there are there there is a growing scene around here, especially, but I just can't really speak to it too much just because I haven't been fully immersed in it like I should have been. Okay. I mean, it sounds fun, dude. I, I really wanted to go to the Harley Museum. Did not get a chance, unfortunately. Thanks, Iz! But, uh... <laughs> um... Yeah, we don't have to reminisce on that one. I wanted to go so fucking bad, dude. You're just gonna have to come back. I know, dude! I'm hitting you up when I come back, by the way. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna, we're gonna go to a show. Come back for, uh... Come back for Summerfest. Fuck it. Dude, I, I love me a good cheese curd. I love me that spotted cow or whatever spotted the fuck cow. it's called. Yep. You know what? That's some good beer. Some pretty it's solid beer. Spotted yeah. cow. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, man. Dude, come and walk. Here's what we can do. We can go to a show and all of a sudden it's, there's you know, plenty of different you know, breweries around the city. Just stop. Take you to the Harley Museum because, well, why the fuck not if you said you wanted to go? We're going to the Harley Museum together. We're going to a show and we're drinking Spotted Cow. It's a trifecta right there, my friend. It's the fucking holy trinity, dog. <laughs> shit, I should. Shit, if that's the case, I should. You should fly out next Tuesday, man. Shit. <laughs> fly, fly out next Tuesday. I'll take the fucking day off, go to the Harley, Harley Museum, drink, and then all of a sudden go to a show that night, and it's gonna it'd be like stick to your guns, Pennywise, and Rise Against. That actually sounds like a really fun fucking show. But I can't beat that. <laughs> Can't fucking beat that. Damn, that's that that's gonna be a fun one. And then you get to and then I get to be able to show you like the rave as well, because they're playing at the ballroom. Like, Beautiful. The, uh, just big fucking stage. Just, uh. So like you have that main street. Maybe it was the main street. I don't know. It's not that it's not like so we were staying at the fucking hill in I don't know, we were just walking up this the street and there were so many like cool little bars and like old timey like it looked like it was straight out of a fucking like an old timey movie like everything was like we mine coal here or like you know what i mean <laughs> oh are you on old world third street i don't remember we were just walking far as fuck towards Summerfest, and it, it just like felt like an old midwestern type of town 
which it, uh, it is an old miss midwestern town <laughs> i'll say you you it's a pain on where you stayed you might have just walked down old world third street to get there which is a little bit further away from the Summerfest grounds but i, mean, I don't know how far you exactly walked so you walked pretty fucking far actually th- then my guess is you probably <laughs> walked around and just got through uh got to old world third street it's just like okay. oh shit okay it was so, like it was really cool there man i want to go back really soon tuesday yeah come back come back on tuesday <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll go to the Harlem Museum, we'll drink, and then we'll go see Rise Against, and we're going to have a fucking blast. God damn, that actually sounds so fun. Fuck. See, for everyone out there listening, if you don't think Milwaukee's a great place, I mean, You don't come think on! about it. You don't think about it. I'm sure you guys get overlooked by Chicago quite often. All the time. Yeah. Fucking. No, it's cool there, man. I've been to Chicago. Like, I flew into Chicago. And stayed at my girlfriend's house, or my girlfriend's family's house, and uh, it was like on the outskirts of sh- like out in the suburbs. Okay, which is just I I don't I I've really never been in Chicago, Chicago, but I was around Chicago and it was fun. I liked it, but then Milwaukee just I I had real fun in Milwaukee. Shit, honestly, what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to find a, literally find a weekend where there's a like a Sunday show in Milwaukee or like a Sarah, like one weekend, one weekend. One day there's gotta be a show in Milwaukee, next day there's gotta be a show in Chicago. We'll just go and just fucking go nuts. You know what? This actually isn't that unobtainable because my girl's family lives out in Chicago. This could happen sooner than you think. Though. I know, it's just it's just absolutely <laughs> insane. So like you're taking a look at like just not even taking a look at just remembering in my brain some of the shows that are happening around here. I'm just like well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to see freaking Rise Against, and all of a sudden, at the end of the month, I'm there's Knock Loose is coming to Milwaukee. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, I'm, is I'm, Turnstile I'm, coming? Uh, Yeah, yeah, they are in May. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to tur- see them in Philly on that tour. You know, Turnstile's coming. Dayseeker's got their tour that's coming around here at the end of April, and then uh, Dance Gavin Dance is coming here in May. Uh, I'm still kind of torn between going to a friend's uh, college graduation part for the move to California and uh, start their career as a vet or going down to the one of the suburbs of Chicago to see Lorna Shore. I'm like, which one do I go with? Because I haven't seen these people in a while, but I also want to hear uh, Will Ramos pig squeal. Tell your friend to fucking quit school and just come with you. <laughs> I've tried to tell a couple people that already. <laughs> it isn't going well. because uh, Don't almost- go to college, man. Listen to music with me. Well, most of my friends don't really care for, you know, the kind of music I listen to, especially if they're going to hear, you know, Will Ramos just go. Yeah, I can't do it. I'll just leave it to him. But yeah, it's like, I mean, when it comes down to it, I just know all these different shows that are happening. I get them sent to me all the time, get all the tour posts. I'm just like, you know what? If I want to go see a show, I'm going to go fucking see a show. Hell, if it's on a random Tuesday in Chicago, but I want to go see it. (laughs) Yeah. Those are some of the best shows. I go to a lot of local, sh- well, not a lot. I don't go to a lot of local shows, but I go to quite a few local shows around here on like off days when I'm like after work and shit. And you know what? I, I have more fun at the local shows than I do at big shows because I don't even really like being in the crowd that much. Every time I'm at a big show, I just like get jealous. You know what I mean? I want to be up there, man. I do. I really, really, really do. I'm like analyzing everything that they're doing. I'm like, what gear are they using? How could I use that gear? How can I get that gear? Like, being a musician ruins music. 
you're lucky you're not one because <laughs> you would hate music <laughs> honestly just doing this has made me appreciate music so much more and just really just you know take all that positivity in because my favorite thing to do over the course of the day is also i got a podcast i record I'm like fuck yeah i could be yeah. dead in the water no energy no sleep i could be passed out on my desk with like potentially just one up and just paying attention to that little box on my corner of my computer screen. But when I see that admitted, like, you know, this person is right, has entered your Zoom chat and hit the admit button, all of a sudden I'm just like, all right, fuck it, we're doing this. Like, yeah. the energy just goes nuts. And I'm able to just replicate that and put that into a live show as well and just enjoy it fully, especially all of a sudden I see, you know, everyone's standing around, all of a sudden they're in the first song and people are starting to bang their heads. My head's not banging. My head's like, I'm on my tippy toes looking around, like, okay, where's the fucking movement in this crowd? Where's the crazy right. shit going on? Okay, there's a pit over there. Excuse me, everyone. I'm going that way. Been, I went to my first hardcore show the other day. Who'd you see? Uh, Vane. Uh, some other people, but most notably Vane. Okay. And uh, they were fucking bonkers. And the crowd, like, I've never been in a, I've never been in a crowd that's like, you know, crowd killing, going crazy like that. Uh, and it was pretty cool. I didn't really go in the pit at all. I like to stand in the back and drink, but, uh, it was really fun. And the music was awesome. Like I'm not a huge fan of hardcore or, or vain for that matter, but those guys know how to put on a fucking show and their music's great. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you find bands that you're not necessarily that into. And all of a sudden you go see a show and it's just like, Jesus Christ, this is yep. amazing. That was the, like the first time I saw ice nine kills. It was just like, I don't know who the hell this band is. All of a sudden I saw him just like, <gasps> You know who I was blown away by? Fucking Leonard Skinner. Really? Yeah. Saw him at Rockville. And you know what? I don't care. I don't care what anybody has to say. Fucking Leonard Skinner was ripping, bro. And I was wasted, so it was fucking awesome. Drinking brown, drinking whiskey, <laughs> listening to Skinner. Where okay. Dale died, bro? Fucking, that is Florida living right there. I was just about to ask... <laughs> How like I'm curious like why was Leonard Skin ripping, but now it all makes sense when it's at Rockville in the middle of Daytona International Speedway. That's what I'm saying, dude. And you're drinking whiskey. There was a Jack Daniels tent right behind me, bro. Jack and Cokes all night. It was the great. The only thing you're missing is the Jim Beam tent right next to it. There, I you know what? There was a lot of alcohol tents there, bro. <laughs> Florida, you know what? I was living in Florida for college back in 2016 to 2018. Should not have left. Should not have came back to Philly, dude. It's cold here, bro. People are angry up here. You think you got time to be angry in Florida? Yes. The answer is yes. And it does <laughs> low-key suck in its own way. But come on, man. It's beautiful. Or, or, hear me out. Go to Milwaukee instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, I went to freaking our rock fest last year, and that was just a whole entire just, like, beer and booze feel, feel like, four days. It was fucking awesome. What else What else can you ask for in a rock show? Unfortunately, they didn't really let us mosh, so I was not the happiest on yeah, that, that front. that sucks. That and sucks it was, when people and, are like, no crowd surfing, guys, you gotta stop crowd surfing. Yeah, and it was, it was like two bands there. It's like, I wanted to mosh for everybody, but there were two bands specifically that we tried starting stuff, and I had this security guard that looked like a steroid riddled Corey Taylor really wrapped me up. He's like, no mosh. I'm just like, whatever, dude. 
And it was like, I want to go crazy for Memphis Mayfire and Bad Omens because Bad Omens is playing a lot off of their original album at, that, like, their sub-album at that day. And I'm just like, Umash. fuck! But I also got Umash. a concussion for the 15 seconds we got a pick going, so that also happened. So I know this lawyer guy, and he's a, he's a pretty... He's a... Let's just say he's a really fucking serious guy. Like, he's no schmuck. He's, like, a really good lawyer, whatever. Uh, he's friends with my dad and whatever, and I know him through that. And uh, one day we were, I was like 17 or 18 and we're sitting in the basement smoking weed and he comes down and he's like, what are you, he's a really monotone dude. And he's like, he's like, what are you guys doing down here? And we, we were like, oh, what's up, man? And uh, he comes down and he starts telling us this story about when he was a kid and he took a bunch of acid and went to this rock show and he was like all freaked out because people were moshing and he was like, a, he was like a like a frat dude type guy okay and uh he's like standing in the pit all tripping out and shit ran away from his friends and like people were moshing around him he's just standing there all monotone and shit like nobody's moshing here (laughs) (laughs) he's he's a really cool guy helped me out of some issues tell you that he sounds but like when he's on acid at a show he sounds like he's fred munster (laughs) He's always Fred Munster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually was at, uh, I was talking to someone at the gym the other day because we were talking about music and stuff. He was talking to me like, yeah, man, you know, have you ever seen a, sh- like, seen a show? Like, I love seeing, like, you know, tripping on, like, on shrooms, tripping on acid, on Molly, all that stuff. He's like, what about you? I'm like, if I was on that shit at a show, especially with how I like to go to shows and the type of music I go to, things would end terribly. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, not a big fan of the acid. I think it did some weird shit to me. It like never went away, you know. I've kind of heard at times that just because just the way that the compound is created, it kind of sticks in your brain potentially. Where all of a sudden it's like, even though it did a lot of like acid or LSD back in like the sixties and seventies, like they still have those like, like just little bit of like you know trips out of nowhere because of the chemical yeah. compound being stuck in their brain. I think you, that's it. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a doctor. I know I know a guy who's mentally handicapped from, from acid. First time he ever did it. Took acid, never spoke again. What? I don't know what his brain's like or whatever. I don't know if he's all fucked up or what, whatnot. Never, ever, ever spoke again. Jeez. I don't know him, know him. My cousin knows him. She, like, told me the story and I met him once, but... He uh, does not speak, and he's very, very weird. He'll like, he'll be like, like you'll be like talking to him. He'll look at you. He'll just be like, you'll be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I guess he's got to like communicate somehow, and that's probably just with facial expressions. He doesn't. He just he's there. I don't know what he does. I've only met him once. He was just okay. there. He's fucking. It was bad. It was creepy. And I I've done acid a couple times and. Not cool, man. I don't think it. I don't think it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take your word for it and stay away from it. I've never done it for, never had any desire to do it. Now you're adding, you're adding fuel to the fire for me to be like, mm, yeah. Hey, man. If there's one drug I could say I can, I regret doing. I would say it's acid. Fair enough. I'm. You know what? If everyone's doing shit like that, I must be like, you know what? Just, just bring me, a, bring me the beer. No, no, no. Just bring me a six pack. Just, just we'll you're better. You're better off. Be a spectator. Oh, that's I, I, because I've, I've, you know, I've done some of that stuff before. And it's just like I've never really 
enjoyed it. So I kind of look at him like, you know what? If it's not for me, it's not for me. Just leave it at that. If other people want to do it, you know, fuck it. That's their decision. Honestly, it's I've I've I remember this happened. Uh, this, this was about maybe six years ago. I went on spring break with my friends. We went out to Colorado because you know, woo, legal weed, yeah, yeah. So they wanted to go out there for that, and I'm just like, you know, I just want to enjoy, have a good time. After like two days, I was like, I'm I I don't really care to do this anymore. Like I'm all tapped out. I'm done. I decided at that point to go to the liquor store, and I bought. I believe it was a whole entire, I bought, I bought a case of Corona and a 30 pack of high life. Cool. And while my friends were smoking, doing edibles, all that kind of stuff, enjoying it the way they wanted to enjoy it. I was just insanely drunk for two straight days. I I'm a big fan of the weed and I've never been to Colorado. And I'll tell you what though, I've been to Vegas and California and the whole legal weed situation is so sick. You can just go to a store and buy it. Like, out in Philly, we're still buying shit off the streets from some dude. And you don't know what else is in there as well. You don't. I mean, I'd like to think that the guy the guy I, I get from has been my best friend for a, a very long time. And uh hopefully he's he's doing me he's doing right by me, but uh you never know, bro. You never know. It's nice to walk into a store and just grab weed. It's great. Yeah. Even the one time that I actually went in a store, I was like, I didn't I was like, you know what? I really don't want any of this shit. You know, it's just not for me. But I, I wanted to walk in there. Some of the guy behind the counter is like, well, um, do you edibles? I'm like, nah, not for me. Well, we have these new THC infused sodas if you want. I'm like, now I'm fucking interested. <laughs> you don't you don't smoke? No. Better off. I'll put it this way. If here's a little tip for you, because if you're a fan of the weed, if you next time you go out like you know, California, Vegas, any place that is legally selling it, go to the dispensary and see if they have THC infused sodas. And if they do get the root beer, always get the root beer. I get freaked the fuck out from edibles, edibles, dude, fuck man. They get you dog. They're like, you're, you're sitting there. You're like, you eat the edible and you're like, all right. Okay. 45 minutes later. I'm like, I'm like, am I fucking dying? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like because you know it's not like you're smoking it it's like instant yeah you're like you know what's happening like this shit comes on last time i fucking took an edible my boy was making them in my fucking house because he couldn't make them at his and uh we're he left one for me nice guy gotta leave one for the house and uh so i ate half of it little brownie dude little brownie like this big Next thing I know, like my friend just left. I eat this edible. 30 minutes later, he's already home like like 20 miles away. I'm like, "Yo, you got to come get me right now and take me to my fucking mom's." And he was like <laughs> he was like, "Dude, I just left." I was like, "Jordan, I'm gonna die." He's like he's like, "You're not gonna die, Bran." I'm like, "Dude, I I think I'm dying." And he's like <laughs> he picks me up. I'm like sitting in his car. I'm like <laughs> shaking like a leaf i get into my house my kid brother's in the basement he smokes and i'm like and i'm like i'm like mark i don't feel good man I, I'm, I'm having a problem he's like brandon you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine i'm like i swear to god i'm dying dude i'm like mark i'm gonna throw up he's like you're not gonna throw up <laughs> everywhere all over the basement <sighs> 
I don't do edibles anymore. Long story short. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so then maybe give this tip to your brother or something, but THC infused soda, get the root beer. And yes. get vanilla ice cream. Okay. And make a freaking weed root beer float. You know what? That actually sounds great. I'll have a panic attack for that. Honestly, because <laughs> honestly, because they weren't like it wasn't even that str- like look the content compared to like the edibles that my friends had. They wasn't even that strong like strong compared to some of the edibles that they had or bought. So I was just like, okay. And yeah. I remember doing it, and um, then I laughed hysterically to Rick and Morty for like three straight hours. That'll do it. Not gonna I lie, love I was like, Rick and Morty. It's a good fucking time. But it, again, just kind of as an idea of around that. Well, if you come to Milwaukee, unfortunately, if we're gonna want to pull that off, we're just gonna have to drive in Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, Illinois, true. They have legal weed. They do, and all of a sudden I'm sitting we're sitting here in Wisconsin. It's just like I know my friends are like, oh, why don't we have it? I'm just sitting here thinking, Woo! Beer. Beer, baby. Yeah, you you guys drink a lot of fucking beer. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, it's it's not weird to order a pitcher and have it. It's like, okay, can I get a whole pitcher of beer? Yeah, how many cups? One please. One please. I've done that I've done that multiple times. It's Milwaukee, you know? When in it, Rome. Oh, it's it's not bad. I mean, you go to like some more like the local bars too, just kind of like the local dive bars. You can get it for freaking cheap. So here's a here's a little story for you. So uh, this was I think how we were this is 2017, and we did this thing called the Dirty Stalus Bar Crawl. So it's the night before Thanksgiving. There's a little like there's a little like suburb like called West Dallas. It's also nicknamed Dirty Stalus, just because yes, dirty, and we would go around to like all these different bars just to like have a drink, just basically bar crawl just for the fun of it. Yeah. And there was one bar we walked into and they were selling like half pitchers of beer. So not like the full pitcher. It was just like, you know, like half the size of one. So my brother goes orders a drink for him and his girlfriend. And it was like, it was mixed drinks. It was like, you know, like it was Jack or no, it was Jameson and something. And then like Tito's and soda, whatever it was. Yeah. And his total came out to like 12 bucks. I go up. See the half pitcher. I'm just like, hey, how much for the ha- like? What? How much for the half pitchers? Four dollars. I'm just like, dude. Wait, what? That's not fucking bad at all. I threw down four dollars. She's like, Bear, she's like, how many cups would you like, sir? I'm like, just give me one. <laughs> dude, like one sometimes cup. paying like fifteen dollars for a drink out here. Yeah, and I got a f- half a pitcher of beer for four bucks. That's great. Hell, we go to a different bar that's right by my parents' house all the time. And I have a friend, whenever she's around, she always will get old fashions. They'll make the old fashions in the pint glass because oh, that's what they have. And they can, they're going to fill it up. And that's only four bucks for an old fucking fashion. That's a lot of old fat. I could drink a couple old fashions for $4, you know? Oh, yeah. F- shit. $20 bar tab. You're fucked up. Pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> that's, hey, man, that's that's how we'll roll it. Well, that's what we'll do. Harley Museum dive bar freaking show. That's what we'll do. Beauty. That is that is a beauty. Well, Brandon, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, Brandon, man, the floor is yours. I there's this band called Sick Talk out of Tampa, Florida. They're putting out a new song on the. 8th of April called Spillway and it's going to be really good. Everybody should go listen to that. And I have a new song called If There's a God Out and 
you should listen to that also. And I got some shit on the back burner that I'm going to send you in about 10 minutes. Fuck yeah. Alrighty then. Well, as I close out this podcast, I always close out with three very specific things. First things first. Brandon, that's actually the first time I've ever heard of someone, you know, when they did plug whatever, run a plug, promote, run a promote, plug a band that wasn't theirs. So I got to give you a lot of props, that man. It's the first time it's ever happened. They're my good friends. So, well, here's what we'll do. When it comes to finding, what was her name again? Just so I get it right. Sick Talk. When it comes to finding that song from Sick Talk, and when it comes to finding If There's a God, and find everything from Brandon over here online, like, you know, get in the music, listen, enjoy it, really dive deep into it, enjoy it, follow them online, all that good kind of stuff. You're not going to have to search it up for yourselves. No, 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 no. Let me do all the hard work. Let me do the legwork. Let me do this shit. So go to the description of this podcast, whether it's YouTube, Southwell Podcast, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. You'll see Find Brandon Richie online, and it will all be there for you. Links, labels, everything, along with that new song from Sick Talk as well. That'll be linked as well. So you guys do not have a chance to miss out on that. Well, Brandon, now here comes time for number two. Well, so whenever I've guessed on the podcast, I enjoy having on the podcast. I usually tend to make a certain promise and friend, I mean, it's a clincher right now that you're going to keep this streak rolling. So my promise to you is this, it's, it's pretty much, I don't even know if it's, I'm gonna have to change it up because normally it's when I get to see you perform live for the first time. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be whenever I get to see you for the first time. Cause I'm pretty sure I'm gonna end up seeing you in Milwaukee at some random you point. Will. Like, you hey, will fucking see me in Milwaukee. Yeah. So my promise to you is this, my good man. The first round, well, actually, it's probably gonna be like the whole entire fucking round, probably, is going to be on me, because that just sounds The $20 cool. bar tab, we're going to walk out real banged up. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's that. on me, man. It's <laughs> on me. Fuck, if we go to that one bar that's got the $4 old fashions, fuck, we'll get a, we'll get a good old, you know, big-ass pizza, too, and we're just going <laughs> to enjoy the fuck out of it. I'm game, my man. Anytime. Hell yeah. And even if, you know, what, even if it isn't until I can see perform live for the first time, whatever it is, first round's on me. Or the whole entire bar tab if we do the whole Milwaukee thing. You're the fucking man, Kevin. Fuck yeah, Brandon. Alrighty, so as we bring this podcast to close, I cannot end this with goodbye for a number of reasons. One, I'm going to see you in Milwaukee. We're going to end up doing some crazy shit around here. Of Two, I do want to see you play live. And three, I would love to have you back on the podcast once again in the future to talk about, well, whatever the fuck we come up with. Because this one was definitely all over the place, but we brought up a lot of good shit, talked about a lot of good stuff, and had Quite, quite a few laughs. So, Brandon, this is not goodbye, my man. This is. No. See you later. See you later, big dog. Well, folks, that was my interview with Brandon Ritchie from the band, the Brandon Ritchie Band. Yes. So, when it comes to finding Brandon Ritchie online, anything you need to find him online, anything you need to do to find the band online, yes, all you have to do is take a look at the scripts of the podcast. Although that will be there, you know, social links, where to stream music, buy music, download, all that good kind of stuff is going to be there for you to find Brandon, for you to listen to if there's a guy, just keep on, keep on, keep on supporting, you know, those upcoming artists, because, man, there's a lot of great upcoming artists there that are coming out with some great stuff. On top of that, please make sure you're following the Core Progression Podcast as well. We have our social on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok. You can also subscribe to the podcast right on YouTube. Or if you're listening on Spotify Podcast, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, not Google Play, or Amazon, you can also subscribe there as well. So if you are, I want to thank you very much for that. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being on this journey with us, especially as we brought you, you know, some crazy episodes already in 2022, such as the ones we did with Blind Channel. I mean, that one was, I'm not going to lie, that one was pretty freaking big. Uh, let's take a look at the one we did with Lexi Messina. Uh, I mean, we opened the year with freaking non-point new medicine. I mean, come on. How was, the Envisions one was nuts. Um, let's see what other ones that we did this year that were crazy fun. Moment in Pompeii was just revealing as all hell in a great way. And, of course, when we were hungry.
Free Festival. Yeah, we're supporting that as much as we possibly can. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're you know, following us on all our socials. Thank you for that. Also, thank you to the sponsors. Once again, Custody Views, uh, Phoenix Fitness, link description of the podcast, their promo codes. And I want to thank Brand for being on the podcast. I can't wait to actually see this guy come out to Milwaukee. And we're going to, you know, go to the Harley Museum, drink some beer, have that $20 bar tab, and then go see a show. Shit, I hope he comes up for that Rise Against show. I mean, that'll already be up. Maybe they'll come back. I mean, it's Rise Against. They're bound to come back to Milwaukee. Or motionless and white. I don't know why. I just want to go see motionless white again. All right, but on that note, that's going to be for me to guys. Thank you for listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yep.